Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Gateway Rescue Mission, meeting the physical and spiritual needs of the homeless right here in Jackson, Mississippi. Check us out at www.gatewaymission.org. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome to Coast View, the show that every single day celebrates the men and women who are making coastal Mississippi such a great place to live, work, and play. Uh, let me uh, let me do it one more time because I seems like I do this almost every morning, but I really appreciate the feedback that I get on this show. I get so many different notes from people. The uh, and the uh, engagement at social media continues to climb. I really appreciate people paying attention to the show. I, I'm I'm confident that what's happening is that people are learning about coastal Mississippi. They're getting sort of drawn into what it takes to make this place tick, all these incredible conversations with people who are dedicated in the community. And um, it's such a privilege to bring them to you, and I really do appreciate the feedback. Got a good show today, but before we go to that, let me uh, share a couple of uh, quotes with you. Uh, The first two actually were posted by my friend uh, Frank Willem. And the first one, to, uh, come on, you 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 gotta you gotta be able to relate to this one. Talking about uh, kids at heart, this is what it says. I don't care how old I get, if I'm in a store and I see a toy with "Try Me," I'm pushing those buttons. <laughs> I mean, come on, who doesn't do that? You see the button with "Try Me" on it, you're pushing those buttons. I know that I am. Uh, here's another one that Frank uh, posted. It's from Michelangelo. The greatest danger for us is not that our aim is too high, is we miss it, and we miss it, but that we aim too low and reach it. So that's a wonderful statement about human potential and about always raising the bar. You know, if you're really true to yourself, you never arrive. It's just, you know, life's a journey of discovery and new opportunity. Look at me, you know, after a year, years in newspapers and and media companies, and then retiring, and then having the opportunity to do this show. You, you never know. You never know what life will bring you. Here's one that was posted by my friend Susan Myers-Griggs. And I, I just think, the author is unknown, but I just think this is uh, a great statement about life. And it's, it's very true, too. Here's what, here's what it says. In life, you will fall out with people that you never thought you would. Get betrayed by people you trusted with all your heart. And get used by people you would do anything for. But life also has a beautiful side to it. You will get loved by someone you never thought you would have. Form new friendships with people that will establish more meaningful and and stronger relationships. And overcome things you never thought you would get over. We all have chapters that end with people at some point in life. But but take pride in knowing that the very best, best part of your book is still being written. I love that one. The best, the very best part of your book is still being written. I really appreciate Frank and Susan for continuing to kind of post these these motivational quotes. I'm I'm constantly looking for them because you know me, you know I've been through some some difficulties in my career. As you think about the digital transition and Hurricane Katrina and whatever, I have always been a glass half full guy. I have always been able to see the good 
in most situations, no matter how challenging it is. And believe me, after Katrina, it was super challenging. And uh, But I still look for wonderful inputs into my brain, into my consciousness that will help keep me that way, to keep continue to guide me with uh, positive influence. Again, you never arrive. Every morning's a new morning to take a deep breath and go tackle life and do it in a positive way. And that's sort of what guides me. Um, hey, I have a treat today. My friend Hunter Hawkins, who's the publisher and chief executive officer for the Gazebo Gazette, and um, a good friend. He's going to join me for the whole uh, show. We're going to talk about some current events here and there and just catch up. Without any further ado, let me say good morning to my friend Hunter. How you doing? Ricky, it's always good uh, pleasure to be on the show. And uh, I really uh, I really actually enjoy hearing about Frank Wilm every now and then because he's from Past Christian, correct? And, uh, and Frank, I've... Uh, had some good uh, some good followings together, and so uh, he, he's a good man, and uh, and I always am appreciative of you being uh, the glass half full. You know, it's uh, it's definitely a good insight. So, one my my show with Frank was a very popular show because you know again Frank is a guy who's kind of a Renaissance guy. He's written books, you know, he's written some wonderful books actually. I, I enjoy his books. And he still has the fishing show too, right? Yeah, for sure. Okay. He's, he's you know he and his daughter have had their uh, find your outdoors. I think is the name of their effort. Um, but he uh, you know he, what he and his partner did with Triton Industries in Long Beach is incredible. Huge, and huge. yeah, so you know they they were playing on the worldwide stage with ATM machines and sold their company for a fortune. Were able to retire in their fifties and. But just like a lot of us who retire in our 50s, you never stop, man. I mean, you you may take a deep breath, in my case, almost four years, but you um, you, you still – people want their purpose. They want to find their purpose. My, my father is one of them, and he's he's been practicing medicine for over 40 years. He's 76, and he's not retiring. I mean, he's he's full go all the time. Now, the amount of time he works, you know, is limited, but uh, he's – He's full go. So. Yeah, that name, Dr. Dawkins, has been out there for a long time, man. Uh, a lot of people have depended on him over the years, haven't they? Yes, sir. Absolutely. He's, uh, you know, I always walk down the streets, you know, in past Christian or Long Beach, and, you know, I'll see somebody, they'll come up to me and say, when is your dad going to be? And I said, well, I don't keep his schedules. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, uh, but that's that's what it is, so. Well, look, uh, I'm I'm thrilled that you've been. I, I saw a story appear on Super Talk Mississippi News from you. Um, now, this we were pre-recording this, so in the last couple of days, and um, you know, it's good that you're going to be a contributor, contributing writer for Super Talk Mississippi uh, Media News. Their news effort is incredible, and uh, I'll, I'll give a little bit more about that here in just a second. But I'm thrilled that you're sort of coming into the fold. You're, I mean, you all own, you still have your thing, but you're just going to be contributing to us, and I'm excited about that. I appreciate that, and especially with yourself and JT, uh, y'all really helping me out in this and uh, giving me the opportunity to kind of give a little bit of a uh, professional coverage a little bit of uh column level uh speaking and uh you know just kind of being able to uh, to put my name out there and, and i gratefully appreciate that for you guys well I, I i know it was important to you and i was working hard to to make that happen we, jt and i both supported you and you're wanting to be associated with us and 
you know, you you'll uh, you people will hear your voice more on the radio. You'll be joining this show, and then that's from time to time you may sh- join the sports guys on Super Talk and maybe great. the other ch- the the other gro- groups as well. But you know, I've enjoyed watching you because, I, as I've said on this show many times, I don't know how you do it because you got. When you own a, uh, a local newspaper, especially with all the challenges of digital media and all that these days, you have to be a jack of all trades. You have to be an ad salesman and a production person and an editor and a writer and all these things. It's incredible. And and I'll tell you this, Ricky. Being, uh, I was asked this question a couple of years ago, and uh, it's I'm a product of my community. Uh, I'm a product of being around uh, and my parents uh, my parents were, were great public servants both of them and they have done uh, an insurmountable job their whole life trying to be involved and uh, I uh, I've taken that and uh, I've, I've run with it so well as you know just for people who have not done this I would really encourage you to go to supertalk.fm and take a look at our website uh, what supertalk has done in the news arena this is nothing new they've been doing this for for years but they've uh, stepped up their game significantly. He mentioned, um, Hunter mentioned JT. He was referring to JT Mitchell, who is the news director at Supertalk Mississippi News. And what he has to say, Grace Over, is is a lot. But think about this. If we have these people coming into our shows and the opportunity to, to mine our shows for information, uh, the thought leaders from across the state, when they have something they want to say, they go to Supertalk to say it. Because uh, Supertalk, just to kind of give you a sense of it, if you haven't heard this before, the Supertalk network is 12 geographically located uh, radio stations throughout the state of Mississippi. So there's no place within Mississippi you can't go and listen to one of our radio programs. And, of course, you can go to supertalk.fm and select the radio station you want to listen to and listen to it on your iPhone and, uh, you know, Bluetooth it into your car. You know, a lot of people do it that way. Certainly, I do that as well. Um, but also what Steve did, you know, Steve also owns 26, uh, 26 radio stations total. That includes the, the 12 Supertalk stations across the state as well. And he has a news network, and he feeds the news that comes from the news efforts into these 26 radio stations, not just Supertalk, but the other radio stations as well. And along the way, he also built a news network beyond the the 26 stations that he owns into 25 other radio stations. So the Supertalk Mississippi news effort feeds into 51 radio stations across the state of Mississippi. That is very significant. So you can go to supertalk.fm. You can download the Supertalk app and get news that way. You can get breaking news sent directly to your phone, etc. Uh, you can listen to your favorite Supertalk station and listen to the news that people like Kyle and others read that give you a sense of what's happening. But it's a really organized news effort that feeds into all of that. Now, Hunter's going to be part of that effort. He'll be feeding news and information that people would read at the Gazebo Gazette, but feeding it into our effort as well. And he'll be writing columns and kind of having a, a free for all. He can do sort of what he wants to do. We'll give you a sense in just a second of just how depth, the breadth and depth of the things that he's involved with. Um, and we'll, uh, we'll continue the conversation with Hunter Dawkins on the other side. Listen live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. 
His love for the coast is why he's here. It's Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. I have my friend Hunter Dawkins from the Gazebo Gazette. And, um, you know, when I, say, I want to say Pasco Sham, but, and I know that that's sort of the home base, but you, you're covering Long Beach, obviously. You get into these other communities from time to time. You do a great job of covering the Saints and the Pelicans. You know, you pay attention to what's happening in high school sports and college sports. Again, I don't know how you do it, but, you know, I'm glad you do it because you, you, you write some cool stuff. Well, after the uh, city council meetings tonight, I got to get to to Long Beach uh, for their home baseball game. So I got to be be on top of that. It's just as important to me, uh, and it's important to the community. Just as my coverage of Wednesday night, I have to head out to the Smoothie King Center, aka the Blender, you know, to uh, see them see them play against. Uh, trying to remember, I think the Oklahoma City Thunders, who they're playing, either on Wednesday or Saturday. But I'll, I'll be at both games. So. Wow, man! I mean, it's just uh, again, I'm I'm thrilled that you stay that focused because people get really informed and really when you hit on a lot of cylinders like that, Hunter, it helps bring awareness that people can follow you, can get your newspaper, can go to your online site, uh, can can uh, you know they can get informed by paying attention to you because you're out there on a, on so many different dimensions trying to capture the news that matters to people here in coastal Mississippi. Of course, absolutely, Ricky. And uh, in sports-wise, what I've learned, too, in the professional level, Twitter has been a lot more important from a social media perspective. But, um, you know, of course, everybody has the the Facebook and what what some call the Facebook warriors and things as such down there on that. But I've also got, you know, Instagram and TikTok, which I've been using to kind of show some of the scenes of uh, professional coverage and, and local sports too. So Yeah, that's that's cool. Of course, uh, just one other point about Super Talk. The, the point that I just made about the online site or the app or going into 51 radio stations with the news and information that comes from our efforts here at Super Talk Mississippi Media, um, social media is a, is a huge part. I, I, I often talk about Coast View specifically because that's a that's a, a separate Facebook page that was set up, Ricky Matthews slash Coast View. And I'm able to get a lot of numbers from that. It, like I pointed out uh, in the last few days, the amount of engagement just at that site is 70,000 people. That's, that's, pretty, that's incredible, really. Well, um, and as Ricky, as you know, uh, last uh, night when I when the uh, you guys published in Super Talk my my opinion column about sports gambling, I mean I've already had over five thousand people uh, just on Twitter, you know, and I haven't even followed everything else, but just on Twitter, they've done a great job of getting the word out there, and you know, just being able to talk about hearing opinions in different levels of, of things. So Yeah, well, and, uh, and Super Talk's Facebook page has hundreds of thousands of yeah. impressions. So, you know, to be successful today, in fact, I have a, a great interview coming up with a, a woman who is internationally known for uh, uh, consulting with radios and radio companies and podcasters, and she does production, and I mean, she's just a she's just a, a, an incredible person, but but I'm, I'm looking forward to having a conversation with her. But the thing is, you you've, you have to play across a bunch of different platforms. But at the end of the day, you got to have programs that people are interested in. If you don't have programs that people are interested in or, and can trust, 
uh, your toast. And what's interesting is radio stations have all been, you know, becoming these big conglomerates and, and centralizing everything in one place and moving away from sort of the local flavor. What Steve Davenport did, the owner of Super Talk Mississippi Media, what he did, he did literally the opposite. He created, he reached out to people like me and said, I want you to do a show uh, focused on coastal Mississippi. And that's the way we're going to win. We're going to win by being incredibly local. That's the way you win, Hunter. Exactly. Uh, You got to be incredibly local. local. Exactly. And that's something that I can't get past. The fact, and I'm not trying to get past the level of Ricky, is I've got to be able to put stuff on the front page, things about what's going on in the local community first, because that's more important to the every average day person rather than me talking about what's the Saints picking up Derek Carr or, you know, the Pelicans losing a bunch in a row and things as such, even though that's important. And you and I both know they are, that is, but. At the, the same level, people want to know what's going on around their community. Well, you're a thought leader, and um, if 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 Super Talk's known for anything across the state is that they are thought leaders, and uh, you know more more thought leaders are going to be part of the overall conversation for Super Talk as we go forward, and it, and it's exciting, really, it's exciting to see that. Hunter, what um, I, I saw a piece that you wrote that was really, really good. Um, what it did is it talked about Derek Carr coming to the New Orleans Saints, which I think is, you know, you and I have shared notes about this, but that's just such a great move. I, I think the Saints, as, as Jeff Duncan has said many times, and you and I have discussed as well, the Saints, you know, they had to decide, are they in a rebuilding mode? Are they in a, they can tweak things and maybe be out there to win? Well, they have a top 10 defense. You know, they have an opportunity and they've got some real stars on 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 offense emerging. They got a great offensive line. Can Derek Carr come in here and make an impact? And the piece you wrote sort of did a nod to number four. In other words, to Brett Favre of the Green Bay Packers. And um, I thought it was really well done. But that's an interesting way to look at it. Not quite the gunslinger that that Brett Brett Favre is, as you pointed out. But um, but it was a good piece. Tell more about what you wrote about. Well, you know, the the obvious choice in the matter from relating to Derek Carr to Mississippi Connection, the fact was that I really put together a piece to relating to to Mississippi, and that was my first important part. But the fact that Derek was coming down here, um, then, you know, I discussed Brett, you know, minus uh, some of the things that are going on in Brett's life. I discussed him as a football player and uh, the gunslinger mentality. But, you know, even Brett himself said about Derek, you know, he's not so much a gunslinger. He's a little bit more polished, but he respected the fact of him being more polished. And just like you said, um, you know, I I did a research. I did some research yesterday. Uh, The Saints offense, they have over there at least six players with over 20 Pro Bowl appearances. Um, that's that's very, very significant in the fact that you don't have a signal caller coming in or you didn't have a signal caller this year. Now you have one coming in who's been to four Pro Bowls. Um, that Maybe that can get us to the next level because we're, we're not losing our defense. We're not doing – we've restructured – is as your good friend has restructured, Mickey Loomis has restructured a few of the contracts, and they've appreciated it because they know we have a quarterback number one coming in. 
Yeah, it's a, you know, speaking of Mickey and Dean, Dean Lashow and the team that's focused on doing all this restructuring, man, they, just when you think they can't pull it off, they do. I mean, they had salary cap issues and all the issues that they had and, you know, they still got work to do and we may see some stars, you know, potentially fall to the wayside as a result of that, but they, they're going to pull it off. Well, Ricky, as I told a number a number of people after Sean left a couple of years ago and they wanted to hire Dennis Allen, they did. I told people, I said, you know, th- there was a lot of complaints about his previous record of history. I said, look, Mickey Loomis has got a pretty good history in being around professional football, and I don't think he's just going to, you know, cut and bait uh, for the on living, let the team be on the wayside. I think He's got a, a plan for success, and this is, you know, maybe this is a step in the right direction. I hope it is. I hope it is. It's great. It's great to see it. I was checking um, so far the, uh, the the social media swagger around this decision is really positive. Yeah, absolutely. With an exception of a couple of national guys who I want to point out, Derek Carr's 63-79 record and all this. But there's a lot of there's a lot of issues over the years that Derek Carr spent. You know, he went through different coaching staffs with Gruden and with uh, you know uh, a number of other factors like Henry Ruggs being arrested for the DUI offense and killing somebody. I mean, it's it's there are so many different things that went on during that career. Plus, having to play in the same division with Patrick Mahomes. And the Denver Broncos, there's got to be a little bit of uh, a little bit of uh, relaxation, and the fact that we are finally getting somebody that we can trust every single time we go down the field, you know that there's something good is is going to have the identity of the team. So. Yeah, you know, actually, our friends at NOLA.com and the Times Picayune have done a really good job of kind of covering it from every angle, and one of the angles was. Uh, where he was with with in, in Las Vegas and kind of where he's going to be with the Saints in terms of the talent that's going to be around him, kind of the point that you were making about the number of pro bowl, polar. But this team is actually built to win. Uh, and the, and you, when right you think now. about, yeah, yeah, right now, when you think about who, who you know, what he brings to the table to help with that, it's, it's very, very significant. The other thing, you mentioned Gruden. It would have been, if, if Gruden had not had his misstep the way that he did, Gruden and him may have been able to win together. You know, you, you, I, I bet. You know, sad that we didn't get to see that play out because of the misstep that, that uh, Gruden went through. But when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with uh, my friend Hunter Dawkins from the Gazebo Gazette. We'll see you after this. for free to the Coast View Podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. 
Welcome back to Kofia. My friend Hunter Dawkins from the Gazebo Gazette who covers so many topics. I don't know how he keeps up with them all. But we were talking about the Saints, and he's paid very close attention to the Saints now for probably four years at least. Uh, pretty heavy duty for four years, right? Yeah, well, the first, uh, first year was back in 2018, uh, Ricky. They, they let me come to a few games. They didn't give me a parking pass, so I had to go park under the dome hood. Uh, but then finally, uh, the uh, the organization's been very, very wonderful to me and have given me a lot of good things and good pointers. So. Yeah, that, that's that's awesome. Hey, listen, one of the things that uh, folks are, are speculating about, even Jeff, Jeff uh, Duncan even wrote a column about it, is what is the future of Michael Thomas? And I'm just curious what you. I noticed, you know, he 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 tweeted about Derek Carr. He's excited about it. But what what do you think is going to happen? What I really think is going to happen, and this is if Michael is 100 percent about this. Uh, he and he has to be 100 percent about the Saints. If he's 100 percent about the Saints, he's going to accept. Uh, and I believe he already has talked about that he would accept the restructuring of contract. And that could put this team into a winning, winning circumstance. And then you've got four wide receivers with with amazing experience. You have um, uh, um, Michael Thomas. You have Jarvis Landry coming back, and then you have um, Olave and uh, a bunch of the other guys. Your Marcus Callaway, your um, Deontay, Deontay Hardy, all those different groups of the fourth receiver. You really have four talented receivers. Now, what you got to look into is the draft. That's the big thing for the Saints, the draft. Every year, I know the Saints in the last five years have done a somewhat decent job in the draft, but we have to be able to pick up a running back, a quarterback, and a defensive lineman. Those are the must-need priorities, especially because of Alvin Kamara's situation that's going to happen this year. So. Yeah, I'm really worried about the Alvin Kamara situation. Uh, we'll come back to that here in just a second. But um, one of the things that was interesting about reading the way that Carr's contract was structured, it's structured to be cap-friendly in this year, 2023. So it's going to give them a little bit of opportunity, maybe in free agency, certainly. I mean, the draft, obviously, is always a good opportunity for them. But sure. maybe they fill some of these gaps with free agency and um, – can really make a run of it. Well, and I think Mickey did, you know, he's a pretty intelligent man when it comes to money. Uh, he, he did, they restructured the contract of DeMario and Marcus Davis and a few others, right, to be able to fit that gap to fill in Carr's, you know, request for money. Uh, and I don't think that it was that Carr, I'm pretty sure that Carr always wanted to come here. It just, he wanted to be able to make enough money to support his family from moving them across the, over from California, at least to here and being able to set up, you know, kind of like a similar to a Drew Brees scenario. Yeah. People forget Drew Brees had played for the Chargers for two or three years before Katrina and all the rest. And they really needed to, uh, to change, uh, to make the contract work. And they did for Drew. And, you know, hopefully we get somewhat of the same from Derek Carr. I think we will. I think we, I'm feeling good about it, but you know, I've been thinking about that one for a good long time. As it relates to uh, Camara, have you watched the tape? Yes, I have. Uh, and it's, uh, it's very, 
You know, the, the sad thing about it, Ricky, is that I've, I've gotten to meet Alvin and I've gotten to talk with him. He's a, he's a very genuine guy, but there had to be something that just, you know, that triggered that. And, I, you know, everybody uh, makes mistakes in their life. I've certainly made quite a few myself. And uh, there's, you know, there, there's different levels. And, you know, Vegas brings out some of those in people. You know, it's, uh, it's obviously... Uh, a point of contact, but I don't, you know, it's sad. Well, I was, you know, as in my time in New Orleans and even just in my time as a Saints fan, I've, I've, I paid very close attention to Alvin Kamara because most people, most fans know of him. He's not the guy that, that bent to, pill, to, to peer pressure. He was very philosophical and intellectual about the way he approached topics and conversations. Very much his own man. He didn't really get you know get it get bought into the, all the glitz and glamour that came with, from being a pro football player. He was kind of his own man, and he and he enjoyed being seen in that independence. And he's so a very he's a very local Alabama kid. I mean, he went yeah, to man. Alabama before yeah. he transferred into Tennessee. But yeah, he's a very local kid. You know, I so then then is. you then he you know goes up the night before the Pro Bowl. I guess now two years ago, night before the Pro Bowl, he um, he's standing at this elevator with sort of this posse. And I won't describe to you what's in the tape because I don't want to. I don't want to attempt to describe what I observed, but but you can go view the video for yourself. They, the the DA there released it, and as Jeff Duncan has said on a number of occasions, you've got a DA there that's locked and loaded. They are not letting go. It's like I mean, in some respects, maybe the fact that Alvin is a a celebrity that they're even more so locked and loaded on this on yeah. this case, but they're not letting it go. And he doesn't expect that there's going to be, he's been indicted obviously now and charged. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he could be, I mean, unless something happens here, he could be looking at jail time. Well, um, even, even if he's not, he's the NFL is going to suspend him for at least a year to my understanding. Yeah. Just saying, just saying the minimum will be six games. So, you know, if I'm going into this season and I'm wanting to win, man, I can't go into this season thinking I'm going to have Alvin Kamara on the team at all. Exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to approach this from we got to have running back. We got to have somebody ready to go right now that can come in and feel. And, you know, Alvin's been good. He hasn't been great. But maybe some of his performance is relevant to the fact that we haven't had, you know, great quarterbacks. Well, and just as you remember, Ricky, the injury bug killed us last year. And having him and Ingram, even though they were both considered the thunder and lightning way back in the day in our Saints, you know, era of Super Bowls and playoff appearances without a a pretty solid offensive line every single week and the lack of consistency, we're not able to produce on the ground without Taysom, you know, it's... Yeah, that's what Jeff said. Duncan says it was less... Alvin Kamara's performance and and just too often the holes were not there. I mean, it, yeah. I mean, just you know the the challenges they were having because of injuries on the offensive line, they just didn't have the holes there, and that's 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 the reason why you had that situation. But it's really unfortunate for the Saints, but they're aware of it. They know what might happen, and they gotta feel that they gotta feel that gap because that you you gotta have you gotta have a really good run game to win in this game in this oh. in this. Uh, yeah, 
Of course, nowadays, especially with all of your different uh, zone schemes and defense, I mean, you know, these defensive coordinators is surprisingly, even though it's getting to be a more offensive level game, all the way from the top, from NFL, college, and high school, everybody wants to see more offense, but you're getting more and more defense because of the production of the offense. And I, I'm, I'm very astounded with some of the great schemes they come up with on defense, at least not only against the Saints, but against anybody. I mean, yeah, there's, there's no doubt. It'd be fun to watch. And, and again, season's been over for a while, but we knew. We knew because of these incredible – Openings, these important openings they had on the team, that uh, it was going to be a dynamic offseason, and we're not surprised. But so far, they're hitting a thousand, as far as I'm concerned. They they got their man, and now they can start to fill some holes. They did it, and as we said a minute ago, they did it in such a way that creates a bit of a cap friendly scenario for the car contract in the first year. Um, I hope they work it out with Michael Thomas. A lot of people have kind of written him off. My son Jordan is one of them. But, you know, Jeff points out that um, his injury this year was a legitimate injury. I mean, just it's just unfortunate, but it, it is what it is. Yeah, of course, Michael's a good, good, good guy. I mean, he's really – he's got his team and his interest. He's not a disloyal man. He's not out there looking around for – he's not an Antonio Brown. He's not looking to get – you know, publicity here, there, everywhere. But he is—he uh, is pretty. Uh, you know, wanting he wanted a guy like a Derek Carr to come in and be able to produce, and uh, it's thank God it's happened. Hey, you know, in the third, and, and most Saints fans who watch this closely, the, in the in that first three or four games when Michael Thomas came back last year, where he was able to play. And you saw how he those hands and the way he would just snatch that ball out of the air in that tight coverage scenario, and you and you, and you we just because he was out the year before it was like as a wonderful reminder of what he brings to the table. These in, some of the best hands in the NFL. It was great to see that. The first game I was at in Atlanta, and him and Jarvis Landry in the second half. I mean, we just went down the field. Nope. Nothing could stop us, and uh, that's what we ex- we want, and that's what the, the Saints fans have come to expect. Hey, speaking of uh, speaking of uh, of contract um, arrangements, when we come back on the other side, we're going to talk about how Sean Payton, who stole some of our coaches, and probably wants to steal, or tried to steal, or would steal Taysom Hill if he could. We better not let that guy go. We'll tell you more about that on the other side. We'll see you after this. You can also listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say, Alexa, open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. I have my friend Hunter Dawkins, and we're talking about uh, a bunch of different subjects, but we're sort of really zeroed in now on the Saints. And uh, when I went to break, I mentioned that the way that Taysom Hill's contract is structured is going to make it hard for someone to steal him. But boy, I mean, like like one of the first things that Sean Payton said when he went to D- Denver Broncos, one of the first things he said was, "Now, now I got to go get Taysom Hill or something like that." 
And uh, gosh, man, he's one of you know. If you look at some some tough last couple of years, especially last year. If you want to really zero in on a star that really emerged, besides some of this young talent that's emerging, Taysom Hill's the guy. And, uh, man, we better not let him go, huh, buddy? Well, you know, since Sean's already taken but pretty much half of our coaching staff, (laughs) it's – but Sean is one of those gentlemen that I – you know, I respect, and he knows what what it takes to win, and he knows we have a lot – of these individuals that can help him win because he was, he and Mickey were the ones that set this up and, you know, he doesn't want to lose the fact of going out in a blank, you know, starting from scratch, just with a blank, you know, uh, a blank image of of things being able to, to go around. And he, he knows what's, what's successful. And he's taken into account that, you know, adding in this and adding in that is going to help, you know, progress the situation and the Waltons are sure as heck going to give him as much power as possible. Well, and you, and of course he's got Wilson that he's got to turn him around and why wouldn't he want to somehow have uh Taysom Hill to inject in there to try to sort of diversify their offensive, uh, their offensive uh, choices, so to speak. But anyway, yeah, it's going to be fun to watch all this as this continues to unravel and we get to see sort of what the vision is going to be. Uh, as it relates to the Pelicans, um, Jeff Duncan, I spent a little bit of time talking about them last Friday, but when you think about Zion's injury and how long he's been out, I mean, he, he's, as, as Jeff points out, that's their alpha dog. And, and the others can fill in, but man, this team is not the team they can be without Zion. Well, and since his, his injury, there have been uh, another few big injuries with uh, Jose Alvarado and Larry Nance, who are big key factors of the team. And those guys are going to projectively be out as long as Zion. And even though I I really like uh, David Griffin's move of picking up Josh Richardson uh, in the trade, uh, you know, uh, when the trade deadline came around, is that we, we needed – you know, not just Josh, we needed other things. And uh, there's, you know, like last night we were playing against the Sacramento Kings. We just didn't have the ability to be able to stop them. Um, I mean, we, we have we have that, that you know, that, that winning scenario, the winning conundrum. But we don't have, like you had mentioned, we don't have the guy, the alpha guy. Brandon Ingram's a great player. He's a great player. He'll give you 40 when you need it, but he's not going to be the guy that's going to control the game. And that's what, you know, that's what you need. You need a, a guy like a joker in Denver or a guy like Kevin Durant in Phoenix, a guy that when you're there, when you're out on the floor, your team knows we got it. We, we got this guy that's going to help us get over the top. And I think they felt that in the first start of the year, we're 23 and 12. We're in first place in the Western Conference, and you know, yeah. I mean, there's no, there's no doubt about it, man. I mean, it's, uh, it's been hard to watch, especially as we discussed, as Jeff and I discussed last week, when they were, they were on a roll, man. I mean, when they had, when they had, when they didn't have, they haven't had a game where they've had all their stars in at the same time. I mean, I think the amount of time that that's actually happened has been two games with two two games. C.J. McCollum, Brandon Ingram, and Zion—they've only had two games the whole year for that, and they won both. So, 
Yeah. yeah. Wow. I mean, it's just uh, it's incredible to think about it. Um, you think they're out now? It's going to be tough, depending on what if they can manage, because they do have an easy schedule. They have the third easy schedule after the All-Star break. The problem is getting over the hump. If they can get over that hump, then they can at least get into a play-in scenario. And if we can, if Zion and the rest of the team comes back during the play-in scenario, maybe things will be different. I don't know though. So yeah, let's 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 hope. Hey, listen. Uh, in terms of news, right there in uh, the area that you cover, Long sure. Beach, Pastor Shannon, and maybe a little beyond. Um, what, what's uh, in the news in your world these days? Well, the the live oak trees. I mean, uh, obviously in Long Beach, there's there's been a big scenario of uh, of the chopping. Well, not the removal, I should say of one of the the big uh, big time live oak trees in the corner of Jeff Davis and Fourth uh next to uh where they're going to construct a new hotel uh the city had uh had approved after received uh planning commission minutes that they you know they had adopted the plan of tree removal and uh there's obviously been a big out, out reach from the community of that in Long Beach. And then, of course, uh, following that, Pastor Shan had a, a little bit of, uh, the community had a little bit of problem with the removal of 25, even though they were, from what I've heard, were dead uh, oak trees, magnolia trees, right before Mardi Gras. But that's been a little bit of an issue up in the air. So. Well, we're out of time, but Hunter, it's been a, it's been great to catch up with you, man, and I uh, look forward to having you on on a regular basis. It's been uh, it's been a terrific conversation. So have a great Thank day, you, my friend. Thank you, Ricky. You take care of yourself. You bet. Thank you uh, very much for joining us today, and we'll see you tomorrow. Follow Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.